Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. We're back after a three-week break uh, to continue the campaign in a new setting. Good evening, guys. Welcome to the stream for tonight. Hello. Uh, Good evening and hello and thank you, Pavel, for subscribing yes. for six months. That's well, thank, thank you, Pavel, for stealing Pavel. my thunder there. Extremely uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Yes, uh, uh, Pavel, thank you so much. You have uh, subscribed. He subscribed at tier one. That's he's now on a sixth month streak. Thank you so what? much for supporting the channel. Uh, and Absolute end of a leg. Absolute leg end, uh, which also means wow. that. Uh, Pavel is part of that exclusive club that has uh, access to our subscriber Discord chat, uh, which I'll be posting uh, up another poll in over the next couple of weeks to decide what our next uh, Don't Believe the Hype video should be, uh, with some other interactive uh, hype and stuff. Uh, speaking of Don't Believe the Hype, uh, the, late, uh, the newest uh, edition arrived on the YouTube channel uh, on Friday. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do so. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, today. There's a link to that on our Twitch page. Just scroll down and click the catch up button with the YouTube logo and that will take you directly to our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a goal at the moment to try and get to 100 subscribers. If you can support us in that on YouTube, that would be so, so appreciated because that means we can have a custom uh, uh, web address uh, for our YouTube channel so you can find it rather than it just being a series of numbers, which is what it is at the moment making it very hard to find so it'd be really nice to have youtube.com slash slice and d6 or something like that so if, yeah hmm. if you haven't uh, subscribed to our youtube channel please do so please 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 thank you in advance um and yes as i said you can catch up um with our latest don't believe the hype which dropped on friday and the subject was uh taking from tasha's cauldron of everything all of the optional class features. I go through every single class and all of the optional features that are there for each character class to basically say to uh, all you DMs and GMs out there, don't worry if you haven't read if you haven't read up already on the optional class features. Nothing to be scared of. Nothing game breaking. So there's some interesting additions. Of course, it is entirely up to you, and they they make that very clear in the book that it's up to the DM whether you implement them in your campaign or not but you'll uh, get the the good and the bad and basically everything about each of those optional class features covered in the video so go check that out um speaking of our youtube channel we've also got our uh, latest uh, edition of the cage which dropped last monday uh sorry two mondays ago um there uh, so that's session 11 that's now dropped on there um, so you can catch up with the entire campaign so far on our YouTube channel as well. Um, the next edition, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be next Monday. But we are having some scheduling problems now that the UK is starting to open up again. People are having to work a bit more and uh, uh, on certain dates. So that may that is causing some, some issues which we are trying to work around with our, uh, the Cage campaign. But we'll keep you posted on that. Um, and then anything else in terms of announcements going into tonight? trying to think i don't think there is actually i think we're all guys i don't think have you got anything to, to add any shameless plugs new no? okay i've just it's just been shameless some... plug that was a post shameless plug shameless plug sound <laughs> it's a bit late for that now anyway uh the things i just said were a shameless plug a shameless <laughs> plug um uh but um looking ahead to the future with things opening up 
we are count. I personally now in the news space are counting down the number of sessions, the number of weeks until uh, we can get table play back in action. Um, but it's still going to be a couple of months, I think. But eventually, at some point this year, we hope we'll all be back around the table. We shall see. In the meantime, we've got all uh, we've got this uh, pretty much sussed out. Um, just a couple of uh, tech issues now and again, which you may have noticed on our campaign diary for the cage sessions six to ten i had a couple of audio issue issues in that with uh, the guests which was quite annoying but uh you know these things happen occasionally uh and yeah we're just trying to trying to muddle our way through them as best we can but i think everything's working for today uh and while it is still working don't want to tempt fate let's jump in uh with tonight's session here in the many bands campaign And we are back. So, last time in the Many Lands campaign, uh, you guys, um, we, we've basically, first of all, we caught up with our uh, dwarf monk and uh, reliable ex-frat boy, uh, Brucon, in uh, in the Eyrie, where he was undergoing some training with the Aracocra, uh, and uh, had a very close-run fight with one of the uh, one of the more uh, uh, adept uh, monks of the monastery in his training with. Uh, to learn to use uh, the tonfer uh, as a weapon of offence and defence in equal measure. Uh, and uh, the dragonborn are still uh, present in the Eyrie, keeping an eye on Brucon, uh, making sure he's not going anywhere, and seems to take some amusement from his training as well. Um, we also uh, uh, had the master of the Eyrie, Master Talon, touch base with Brucon to see how he was getting on with his training, and also... Uh, by the end of the last session, spoke to him about uh, the about the visions that Brucon had been having before arriving at the Eyrie. He has seen uh, uh, he's seen a vision of the scales seemingly over the Eyrie itself, which seemed to be beckoning him in that direction. He was wondering where that sign had come from. Was it from the gods? Was it from some other force that he's not aware of? Uh, you know, what is the soul? What is the, you know, big big questions for Brucon. What does it mean? What does it mean exactly? Um, which uh, Master Talon has uh, offered Brucon an item that perhaps will help focus his mind during his meditations, uh, that being a bronze bowl, uh, along with a striker to go with it. Uh, so anyway, uh, meanwhile, back in... Uh, meanwhile. 
over in Hilburg. Um, Seth uh, continues his no- negotiations uh, with Jack and Winklebottom about turning their uh, mansion into a uh, into a pub. Uh, but this is gets uh, it gets interrupted several times in the negotiations. Uh, first of all, by Malar waking up and heading off to the temple because he's got important business to do there. And by Jove, does he? Um, and then by uh, most of the rest of the party as they appear, including Leobrin wanting to put butter around one of his fingers uh, to try and remove the uh, uh, the ring that he took from the um, uh, from the manticore uh, of. Uh, I think it was Ulysses, the Banticore. That's right. The yes, Ulysses. Ulysses. Um, which uh, Leobrin has taken, and it has uh, it has been of benefit uh, to Leobrin thus far. He's uh, he, he has got some temporary hit points, which helped him be a bit more um, uh, increased his longevity, shall we say, in uh, in combat situations. However, um, this doesn't seem to be taking effect now, and we seem to be having uh, Leobrin seems to start start feeling uh, an overarching hunger and. Un- otherworldly hunger almost that he just uh, can't seem to satisfy uh, and trying to remove the ring itself caused harm to Leobrin in fact it uh, scratched him pretty badly in fact it took about a third of his hit points away <laughs> just from trying to remove it uh, with Rose's <laughs> help yeah not a good not a good time for him um, uh, and uh, then we also had, uh, for the most part, um, a shopping episode uh, for many of the party. Uh, Brina went to the market to try and find a pearl, uh, a, an item of importance so that she can cast the Identify spell, which Seth was very keen on because he has a tiny chest that he wanted to get identified, uh, which he gathered had a magical uh, influence behind it. And I believe there's one other item, but that has yet to be identified. But there's something else you wanted to get checked. Um uh, so in exchange for diamonds, uh, two of the three diamonds that Seth had robbed uh, the fairmonger uh, of the dwarves uh, of from, from his corpse, uh, had taken uh, three diamonds and he'd given two of them in exchange for that pearl to fill the trader, who gives you some very good discounts at this, at this time because of uh, how good your patronage has been thus far. Uh, and so you also, uh, Seth also bought all of his health, potion, uh, health potions, and uh, meanwhile, uh, the newest uh, addition to the group, or newest addition to life, really, in Hilberg, uh, Glaive, the um, animated br- brass statue uh, with a dwarf-like uh, appearance, but a statue of a six-foot human, um, uh, has taken to reading after being set a, an, uh, a kind of home assignment by Malar to study this book on the eight, and has since really enjoyed reading. He's found a calling in it and uh, goes to a a bookstall at the market uh, reading up on one particular uh, item uh, before putting it back but finding himself with a calling, a hunger for more knowledge a hunger of a different kind to Leobrin's hunger Uh, and so uh, with a whispering in his ear from a voice that claims to be Elusha, goddess of hijinks um, his path has been set towards Rundar where the great library uh, resides and uh, that seems to be where um, where Glaive's going to be heading once uh, once he's concluded business uh, with the rest of the party. But the party have been doing some other uh, bits and pieces. Uh, most notably, um, we've had Malar head to the Temple of the Eight. Uh, it's the Temple of Spark, in fact, in Hilburg, um, where he has received the, um, the Scroll of Greater Restoration, a test from High Priestess Amakir, 
uh, for Malar to use on the stone, the petrified stone statue of Lady Helene Grenforth. And with quite fittingly a natural 20 on the roll, <laughs> Malar has successfully cast the spell and brought Lady Helene back to life. She was most grateful uh, for this to happen, of course, as were the two dwarf bodyguards, Tinin and Turin. Uh, and um, after being informed about what uh, befell her, uh, the plot involving uh, House Rookwood, etc. Lady Helene thanks the group uh, and then uh, plans to head back to Grenforth. Uh, they are preferably going to be travelling by boat from Rundar. That seems to be their plan. But they have noted that if you uh, if you are ever in the vicinity of the crow flies, to call in on them because they, they really could have uh, use for you lot and need to kind of pay you back for the kindness that you have done them, which they have not yet been able to do, but they hope to do so in the future. Mala also uses sending uh, to contact another of your contacts in the Crowflies, Howland Cragmere, uh, telling, uh, informing him uh, about uh, the Grenforths are on their way and to perhaps assist the Grenforths, but not to inform his master, Gant Bronn, who, as we all know, is quite terrible and unreliable and uh, just a bit, a bit devious, so probably best not to leave, get him involved, uh, which uh, Howland has agreed to. Malar then sends to Greenblade, who is the person in possession of the bone dagger that you are aware the manticores, uh, as well as uh, the druid uh, that supposedly was in charge of the manticores, has been after. Seth has uh, want of the bone dagger for reasons that I don't think he's completely explained to uh, the group yet, but certainly there are reasons why he wants uh, to get a hold of that dagger before, uh, before business is concluded in Hilberg and you guys head on back to meet with the Dragonborn at the Eyrie. Um, and then final bit of business, Brina managed to get a hold of the missing ingredients to make uh, the uh, curse, uh, the cure lycanthropy, uh, the cur potion of cure curse uh, uh, back at uh, Swerfhaven, which is where you guys are hoping to call into on your way back uh, to uh, the Eyrie. Uh, so, so the wheels are in motion with a lot of these plans. Uh, with uh, a day's a, a busy day, but uh, a busy day, but non-combat busy. Just a, just you know, a general citizen's busy day. You all uh, went to the pub for the evening, and that's where we pick things up. As you were all uh, uh, chugging away on your first round at uh, the Trickle Inn. So, uh, what's the plan, you guys? What do you want to uh, to do after after your drinks? Heading back to the house. Sounds good to me. Alright. Get the one round in, drink it all up, and start uh, heading back to the house. No problem at all. Um, as you uh, as you go to as you uh, start heading uh, back up northwards towards uh, towards your house, which you know on the uh, the upper echelons of the town, you see that uh, Glaive stops and uh, isn't following you. So stops in his tracks as you start heading off. Glaive, you coming oh. back with? I must go. Oh, but I uh, haven't finished uh, grading your homework yet. Uh, well, uh... <coughs> let me just let me just have a quick look, and then I will start to very quickly try and thumb through the sheaves of parchment in the dim light. I just wish that Leah, we, sh we should always get Malar more drunk. He'll stop doing homework. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I guess Mallard. I, I don't know. Mallard is going to take a few minutes, literally a few minutes doing that. I don't know if anybody wants to say anything or. Where do you need to go, Glaive? I am to go to the library in Rundar. Oh, uh, well, uh, no, I'll stop with the rusting. Uh, well, uh, I think you'll find the uh, hammer furnace a particularly good uh, library as well. Uh, yes, I would I would advocate that one over the Rundar uh, library. It's um, better. I have been told to go to the library in Rundar. Should I not oh, go there? Oh, uh, I can't say... I've not heard anything good about the Hammerfell one. I mean, they don't even teach people how to, like, stop werewolves from transforming. I mean, <laughs> I've not heard good things about them. Picking up hold creature and you are being subjected to that, Seth. Um... <laughs> blankly. Oh. You looked blankly, but yeah, just straight at Seth. Mr. Glaive, why have you... Who, who has told you to go to uh, Rundar? My parent. <laughs> oh, why? Excuse me? Your I, mm, parent? I don't recall their... Uh, uh, oh, uh, goodness, is that the time? Let's get going. <laughs> yes. Okay. Bye, giant statue. Don't kill any people on the way out of town. If you do, wait two days. We'll we'll be gone by then. Somewhat awkwardly, um, Brina um, kind of in interjects. I go, Bye, Glaive. It was really nice to meet you. And Glaive, much more awkwardly, tries to copy the the waving motion that uh, that Brina does. Goodbye. Rina, Malar, Seth, Leo, Leoberin, Fleeting, Neris. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, I'm picturing that whole thing with him being completely still, stoic, and his hand. You will be fine. I have been told. Elusha said you will be fine. Ooh. <laughs> oh, where's my notes? Uh. Uh, oh, Mala. Is that another person that the gods won't speak to you about? Ah, <laughs> no. oh, crap. <laughs> All these people come into your lives who are touched by the gods, and Mala's there like, I'm the cleric. <laughs> Why won't they speak to oh. me? Um, so, Jack, what well, can yep. for, for, in my capacity as taker of notes, um, yes. party scribe? Um, what was the Alusia? What sen Alusia sends her regards? Alusia, what was oh, the? Says, what says, was said the... You would be fine, is what um, is what Glaive said. He's literally just repeating what she's told. What she's told him. Yeah, but I yeah I didn't I didn't catch that. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, uh, no worries. It, you, it wasn't it wasn't like a Lannister threat of sending her regards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, You've always got to be careful with these things. Got to check. Nah. He, uh, yeah, he stops waving, 
and just smartly about turns and starts walking with purpose towards the main gate out of Hilberg, which is directly behind him and away from you. I liked him. Mr. you are hardly a good murder machine. I mean, that's what you always want on the friend. I think I liked him for different reasons than Seth. He was really interesting. I haven't met anyone like him before. Yeah, he killed a fire elemental really easily. Why aren't we bringing him? <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've got much choice in it, Seth. I think, he, unless you want to stop him. Do I look more powerful than a fire elemental? No, I'm fine. He, yeah, I ain't stopping that. Neris just oh, uh, starts uh, imbuing her uh, smoky, uh, her smoky dress and goes, "Do I?" Cool, let's go to the house. Oh, Ms. Neris, you're very scary. Uh, let's all maybe retire for the evening. I think Mr. Glaive has uh, intentions of his own, and uh, I'm not inclined to stop him. Fine. And you'll start heading back to the house. All right. So uh, you can see there are lights. Uh, there are uh, <laughs> there are torches lit inside the house in sconces. Uh, so you can see there's a warm glow. Seems the fire's been lit as well. As you open the door, you can see. Uh, yep, the the fire the fire is roaring away. It's not that late in the evening, to be fair. Uh, and you can hear a bustle in the kitchen. Uh, I'm, Malar will go check. Uh, sure. Uh, so you, as you round the corner into the kitchen, you see immediately uh, the... Uh, uh, you recognise the elderly dwarf with her pinny uh, of Fennel and Henley, the housekeeper. Goes, oh, hello, dearies. You're back. It's good to see you. I was oh, just getting yes, the dinner had, uh... ready for you. Oh, what? Uh, what are we having for dinner tonight, oh, uh, roast Miss? Roast lamb. Roast lamb. I hope that uh, you uh, will satisfy you, uh, Mr. Shea Creek. Oh, that sounds truly delicious. Uh, may the blessings of the ape be on you and I. Tap a guidance on her just to make sure we <laughs> get the good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, yep, she continues pottering away, and as you kind of turn to, to go back to the group chat, she calls out, Oh, I've uh, put up a room for uh, for your guest, Mr. Jackman. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, uh, that's... Mm. Uh, thank you, miss. Is, uh, is Jackman with us, or did he stay here? No, he stayed in the house. He, was wait oh, he actually he, he agreed with Seth to wait until he returned to continue discussion. Oh, well, I will... Uh, thank you, uh, miss. Uh, I look forward to dinner tonight. I'll leave. Sure. Uh, cool. Is there anything the rest of you want, uh, want to get up to this evening? Uh, no, just want to finish that trade with Jack in. Sure. Get some money. Well, fortunately, it's not... It, he... He isn't present in the uh, in the sort of living room dining area, the open, you know, the open plan living area. When you first walk in, however, uh, once the once the literal dinner bell is rung, he scampers down the stairs to join the rest of you. There's a place put up for him as well. And he's, ah, you've returned. 
Good. Well, you've actually had plenty of time to examine most of the uh, the property, and I have to say, I, I think I definitely could make this work with uh, enough investment. Excellent. <laughs> hmm. So, what were you thinking, price wise? Right. Well, uh, obviously, this is uh, a, a, a fine establishment. Uh, but uh, I, it will require some renovation work, and so I have taken that into account in my offer. So I was going to uh, offer uh, 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 two thousand gold now, and then two thousand gold uh, in, uh, in a, a, a month or so's time, just to give you the, the, you know, the cash flow to be able to, to get it across. You know, once, once everything's set up and ready to go. How, how does that sound? We won't be around town in a month's time. Would you be able to send it to wherever we're staying at the time? I do have my suppliers. I'm sure I could arrange something else to send uh, send over to you. Perha- ah, perhaps instead of gold, then, for the other 2,000, I could send you items of a value of 2,000 pounds just to make sure that the 2,000 gold doesn't go missing. Because generally I found that when you try and send money in bags, people tend to steal it. But when when you send items, people are less likely to understand the worth of said item. Can I insight check to see if 4,000 total is, like, a good value? I don't that's know a, if the a, conversion that's rate. Good, that's a good idea. Go for it. Right, 19 on the dice, plus my insight, so 19. <laughs> With a 19. Seems a seems a little bit low. It's a, it's a, it seems a very conservative starting offer. Uh, yeah, we really need to get some travel expenses. I don't think two thousand now will really be enough for us to part with our lovely house that we've lived in for quite a while now, and and make our move to a new territory. So, and he kind of adjusts his his uh, half moon spectacles. Do you have a counter proposition, Mister Seth? Still don't know. I fucking have to practice. Uh, <laughs> Three thousand gold now, and two thousand later. Three thousand. <laughs> Let me just check my uh, my uh, funds a second. Excuse me. Scamps upstairs. After a few moments, comes back down. Um, I tell you what, shake on it. Twenty-five hundred now. Twenty-five hundred later. Okay, you got yourself a deal. A pleasure doing business with you, Mister Seth. Now, uh, I did notice that you have a. It looks like you might have a little bit of a leak in the basement. Uh, obviously, uh, I hope that will be taken care of before uh, I move <laughs> in. But uh, uh, <laughs> you know, that aside, everything else seems to be in perfect working order. I will just need to obviously uh, work with the local carpenter. I believe uh, Miss Neris here. Uh, you uh, are familiar with, uh, with Brynden, uh, someone for uh, you not? And she just stares. Stares coldly at uh, at Jackman and doesn't does not move an inch. Right. Well. Uh, anyway. Uh, maybe not then. I shall uh, speak to the local carpenter, see if he can uh, build up a, a a suitable bar area here, 
and uh, then we should get to work. Where, when could I? Uh, when, when is it? Uh, when would I be able to start moving things in here? Tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised I haven't done more business with you before, Mister Seth. Very direct, very efficient. I like it. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you as well. Excellent. Right now, uh, ah. Uh, so the gold. Would you just like me to uh, 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 just leave it here on, on the table? Uh, just put it in a bag or something, or or, or, or what? Uh, if you leave it here for us, we'll be able to divide it amongst ourselves, so we can get our travel expenses. Not a problem, sir. Not a problem at all. I will uh, see to it uh, as soon as I finish this lovely lamb. Thank you. Oh, there you go. You have sold the house. Some negotiation. Money! Money! Uh, are we including fleeting in the split since he's going to be staying in town? No. Uh, you, I don't know. Have you discussed it with him? Good, good, good. Just checking. So, uh, yep. That, so, unless there's any other conversation you want to have with anyone uh, around the table, I would say this is uh, uh, pretty just much your Nice dinner. Just nice dinner talk. I'm just going to say to Mala, uh, Mala, would you be able to assist Leo with something in the morning? He was putting a lot of blood and had a ring stuck on his finger, which he wouldn't let me cut off because we don't know spell reattach body parts. Oh, uh, yeah, m- m- Mr. Lo- Leobrin, now what's this talk of a ring? Uh, you you have a problem? Um, yes. Um, do you have any butter? Oh no! But uh, let, let 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 me take a look. Let me. I am. I have removed uh, when I was at the Hamfern Institute of the Eight. I would be here for uh, clinic. It's uh, part of my good deeding. Uh, let me take a look. I have removed a great many things from a great many body parts. <laughs> um. Uh, very well. Um, it appears. Yes, it's some kind of evil magic. Uh, Oh, 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 excuse me. Well, it was it was making me feel a lot more uh, healthsome, and then uh, now it makes me want to feed on people. Goodness, Mister Leobrin. Uh, right, okay. Um, let's just uh, let's just let's just look after you, shall we, Mister Leobrin? Uh, I'll have to deal with this tomorrow in the morning. Uh, how do you feel right now? And I put a hand on his head and... Uh, you can make a medicine check, or arcana, it's your choice. Medicine? Uh, twelve. Twelve? I mean, Mm. he seems relatively fine. Um, he looks a little bit paler than he did yesterday, and that's probably due to the him witnessing his own blood, which, as as you know, he's a bit squeamish. Should stay inside. Yes, I w- d- don't uh, don't uh, don't go anywhere tomorrow morning until you've uh, spoken to Leo Brid. Uh, in the meantime, I recommend a, a good night's sleep and um, yes. Don't be near anybody else for a few hours. Uh, okay. Um, is everyone else going to sleep outside? How does that work? No, no, in your room. Don't, uh, 
Oh, goodness. No, that's a good point, actually. Everybody should lock their doors. Keep Mr. Leobrin out. <laughs> Who knows what has taken him? Fleecing, like, looks around and, and uh, points up at the, the beam that he ties himself to, to, to sleep on. I could go in the no. basement. Could you fix the leak while you're down there? <laughs> Anything for you, best friend. I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I I haven't tried to eat anyone yet. I'm just... Mallow okay. will get up. Try to start to scoop Leobrin out of his chair. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's not. Well, let's not start tonight, Miss Leobrin. Let's get you off the bed now and like just starting to push him up the stairs. I was just. I. Malar... Um, I haven't finished my. Ma- Malar. <laughs> oh, him... now. No, right, Neris is, is piping up. Let him finish his food, Malar. You're being dramatic again. Very well. Finish. I, in fact, that's a uh, that's a fantastic idea, uh, Ms. Neris. You should definitely fill up your stomach, Mr. Leobrin, so you can't possibly imbibe anything else. Mala <laughs> <laughs> just, just starts shoving more lamb onto his plate. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm. Uh, thank you. Uh, right. Um. Well, I guess we have to have the whole meal like this. This is awkward. Um... <laughs> I'm going to finish as quick as possible and just leave and go to bed. That glaive fellow was strange, yeah, wasn't I'm not actually... yeah. so, so, The awkward atmosphere is definitely palpable uh, around the table as you finish your meal. Um, and so much so that Jackman can't hold it in anymore. Uh, and no, he doesn't... Does anyone else have any jewellery that talks to them? <laughs> <laughs> well... Oh, wait, no. <laughs> um, so, Jackman uh, pipes, pipes up, sort of uh, looking towards Fleeting. So, uh, uh, have you not told them yet, Mr. Look? The, uh, the arrangement? Well, he's... And uh, you just, you know, fixing the... the the leak in the basement isn't really going to be befitting of your new position, is it? Is it, Mr. Look? Fleeting just looks around the table and then stares for quite some time at Seth. Uh, no. No, I, I haven't said yet. What? The arrangement? Um, well, you said... You, I thought, as this is your home, our home, that you should have somebody here to look after it and also to, uh, as somebody to uh, contact while you're away. So, you know, you have somebody you can trust here. Plus, uh, I, I am a lance of the Order of the Broken Fang. And they can tell me to you remember that at some point. I've got a badge, see, remember? Good point. Well, if you're saying, uh, I guess we'll we'll keep in touch. We've we've got Mala. He'll send you regular messages. I hope so. 
I just want to make sure there's somewhere, somewhere safe for you to come back to, best friend. I'm sure we'll return one day. Well, if you don't, I'll come find you. <laughs> I wouldn't Wherever put it past you. Go, I will know. Whenever I look, whenever I look at a tree branch, I'll think. Whenever I look at a tree branch, I'll picture you hanging upside down there. I wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah, it, there's a there's a warmth there which you don't often feel with fleeting look. Um, in this moment, and uh, yeah, and then he just kind of uh, brings himself back together and continue finish your meal. Right. Well, I, I can't forget you. You've literally signed your name in my hat. Yes. Oh, speaking of signatures, um, fleeting. Uh, if you pop yours in here, um, we can we can chat almost whenever. But it's one way. You can't always message us. So don't just start thinking and think that we'll be able to hear you. It's only in response to when when I message. Don't worry. Uh, yes, that sounds good. Besides, Seth can always hear my thoughts. Here's a hat thing. Oh, well, how about we get your signature anyway, just yes. to be safe? Okay. And he uh, starts writing his uh, name in the book. Uh, note he notices the, the writing of the other name, uh, Brucon's name is in the book. Um... And and you can tell Leo Brin that he he immediately kind of has a sense of one-upmanship and tries to have a more elaborate signature and puts uh, <laughs> puts a little uh, little star above uh, above the instead of the the dot of the eye, but a star. Beautiful. And then crosses it out and then puts an eight-pointed star instead because you know the eight. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Hmm. Oh. There we go. Well, now, uh, well, now you can keep in touch whenever you want, Seth. Excellent. Before we retire for the evening, um, we, we should split up the gold, and I'm going to hand a potion of healing to Leo, potion of healing to Neris, potion of healing to Mala, and then change it to Ange and change it to Brina. Okay, I'll just add them to Neris and Brina's sheets. Potion of healing. But was there, we uh... save these for when Malar is dying. Malar, when we're dying, you're on point. You've been great at that recently. Uh, yes, Mr. Sir. I don't know why I totally thought... Marshall was about to speak, his head did like a head tilt, so I was like, you saw that, just, say something, and I, I got caught in the pause. Leo Brun was waiting for a long pause, and then going, well, I've finished my lamb, and this is an awkward pause. <laughs> up, 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 up to bed, up to bed, <laughs> up, 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 up. Okay. Um, cool. Let's, uh, yeah. We'll talk Bye, about Mala dying another night, then. <laughs> Just like waving, waving at you. Plenty of nights for that. Everything will be fine. 
when they start to go upstairs, I'm going to push the breastplate towards Brina and go, Brina, Brina, what's this? What is it? What's it do? It's, Brina. It, it's... I, I, Seth, this is armour. It protects you. It's magic. What does it do? Oh. Do the thing. Do the oh, thing. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, hang on, hang on. And then she pulls out the pearl from earlier and, uh, yep, gets out her wand and starts waving it. Casts If identify. anyone comes up to me in, the, like, the next ten minutes while she's casting this, she's going to be like... Oh, no, she's so excited. She does it. it. She does it um, spending a, a spell slot rather than doing the ritual. Because it's the end of the day. She's like, oh, just do it. Pew! And then uh, you see, like, uh, almost like um, pages of text go over her eyes as she takes in all the information of the item. And at the end, we just see 404. She has crashed. 404. Error 404. <laughs> Page not found. Um, no, no. Uh, this. Ah, this. This is a uh, mithril breastplate. It's uh, it is it's magical armor that's very light. You could wear it under clothes. Wow, this is really nice. How much? How much? Oh, oh yes, four bucks. Oh, you could, get, you could probably get at least a hundred gold pieces for this, uh, unless anyone wanted to wear it. Can I look up the breastplate? Doesn't. Wait, breastplate. Oh, it's oh, okay, oh. a breastplate. Is it 13 plus 2 for deck? 14 plus 2 for breastplate. Ah. Oh, when I said 100, that, sorry, that's, that's completely wrong because breastplate's quite expensive. But this would be worth twice as much as normal breastplate. Ooh. I don't think anyone wears armor. We'll see. We'll find someone. Um, not so really. Not wearing that, leather not, right especially now. Especially not that pleasing. Yeah, but I, I can't. I don't. I, that will have less defensive properties than what I currently wear. I wear armor, Seth. You're not coming to battle. Okay. <laughs> he's literally just said he's staying around in case violence occurs he has chain which <laughs> does more just uh, just as you're discussing this um, Fenelon comes in and starts clearing away the, pl- the empty plates which seems very grateful for her and then, but she seems a little bit uh, flushed and embarrassed and she goes oh I'm, I'm so sorry I wasn't here this morning dears uh, I, I had a bit of trouble with my, uh, my son uh, uh, Falgrim, he is—he uh, seemed to be uh, getting up to all sorts of mischief last night. Uh, I don't know what exactly happened, but he was battered and bruised and had um, uh, had some burns as well. He did not look in a good place at all. That was why Wait, I wasn't who? here to to serve up your breakfast. Uh, my son, Falgrim. Do we know him? No, uh, Seth, he was one of the one of the cultists, by the sounds of it. Did we did we did we kill him? <laughs> Roll a history check. <laughs> uh, I got what well, history check. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think you got names off the people you killed. Or in the one. Uh, the name rings a bell, and you can't think why. Can't think why uh, exactly. Ah, uh, we killed him. No one say a thing. We're leaving town. They won't be able to pin it on us. 
Didn't you just say he was battered and bruised and bleeding? And a bit burned. Leave before he sees us. Yeah, I does mean, yeah, he's definitely alive. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. He can now put us at the scene of the crime. Uh, but, but anyway, I, I'll make sure that I'm uh, still uh, that I'm here bright and early for your uh, uh, farewell breakfast in the morning. Um, Mr. Jackman here has proposed that I could carry on my duties um, when this is a bar as well. So I will still be around if you need me. Excellent. Uh, no one else needs me this night. I'm going to be heading up to sleep. Yeah, Mala, Mala follow, uh, sort of Goes to goes to bed as well. Yeah. Okay. And unless there's any objections, I think probably everyone's going to start making their way one by one up to bed for the evening. Uh, just before you go to sleep, Mallow, you hear a, a tiny, tiny little knock at your door. Um. Oh. Uh, yes. Hello. Um. It, it's only me, Mallow. Sabrina, you can hear. That's how tough. Could I? Could I come in? Oh, uh, yes, of course, uh, Brina, do, do, yes, yeah. She, uh, opens the door, toddles in, closes it behind her, and she looks a little bit concerned, which she normally looks, you know, overly joyful in most of the time, so this is, uh, this is, uh, out of character for her. Um, but she says, uh, 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 so I, I, I got the, the, the ingredients we were after for the, uh, for the potion, for the, uh, the Cure Curse potion, um, but I'm worried about Leo. Is that... Oh, I will, he... uh... I will take care of Leo in the morning, Rina. I have uh, a few tricks up my sleeve, um... But, uh, yes, I, I uh, take your point. I also am somewhat... Sir. Do you think it's a, it's a, a vampire ring or something? Well, Miss Brina, we may require... Though your talents tomorrow to deduce whatever it is when we're able to hopefully remove it. Um, and if not, we may have to remove his hand. Well, I hope it doesn't come to that. I, uh, I've bought enough of this ingredient that hopefully we'll be able to make a few of the curse potions. Maybe we should give one to Leo if in, if he is cursed. Uh... Like I say, Miss, I have, I have, I have means of taking care of such, uh, such a, but I will keep it in mind. How long is it going to take you to uh, brew this uh, concoction? Oh, it's not me. My mother does it. But um, ah. Uh. But I think I would hope it would only take a, a maybe an hour. Very well. Let us. Uh... Let us make haste tomorrow, and um, if I am a, unable to fix Mr. Leo Brin, we shall uh, get an extra extra brew of this potion and um, uh, administer it to him. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, good night, and oh, and uh, happy birthday for yesterday. Oh, well, thank you, miss. That's quite all right. Uh, it's just another day, I suppose. Oh, Gosh, now get out of here and don't forget to lock your door because Mr. Leoben might eat you during the middle of the. Okay, I won't. Bye. And yeah, all right. All right. Uh, I I close the door and I I I jam my quarterstaff up against it so that it, it 
it, Leo Brin, that son of a bitch, can't come in and eat my face. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. Uh, all right. We could try and remove the curse now. No, let's not do that. Let's just lock our doors and then do nothing over. I don't. I don't have remove curse. I need a day to. to I need the next it, morning yeah. to yeah. get it. Um, no worries. Um, so, uh, overnight, for most of you, the evening goes by peacefully without incident. Um, there are exceptions, though, of course. First of all, um, Leobrin. Hello. And, tossing and turning, trying to get to sleep this evening. It's proving quite difficult. Can you make a con save, please? Oh, can I? I can't Almost agree. certainly not. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Uh, let's make sure I don't have any. Clues. I'm shooting for a negative result. It's possible. Is it possible? Hold on. Uh, da, da, where's my things? Uh, not possible, sadly. Worst we can go is zero. No. Uh, seven. <laughs> nice. All right. You're tossing and turning. The hunger that you were feeling before is become becoming unbearable and you've kind of entered this fever dream state you're seeing all sorts of violent imagery as if you were some kind of uh, great beast tearing the flesh from uh, prey uh, in the in the wilderness um, very metal it is very metal uh, this this dream that you, this nightmare even that you're you're having um, and then when you reach the water's edge uh, after your latest kill and you look into the water, the uh, reflection you see back is not you at all, Leobrin. In fact, you look like Ulysses, the manticore. Uh, oh, no. Oh, snap. It's a... Um, this is a Dawn Treader scenario. Oh, no. I wish I knew what that was, but yes, probably. It's, it, it's, the, it's a Narnia book. Uh, in one of the Narnia books, uh... someone gets turned into a dragon. Ah, oh, fair enough. I have kill. I have not read that, that one, unfortunately. Feed. But in either way, yes, there's an out of body experience for you, Leo Brin. Uh, this. Mm. Um, we'll get back to you when you wake up in the morning. But there was somebody else who was also having an interesting dream, Seth. As, ah. you, as you sleep for the evening, uh, at first you uh, you dream that you are lying on a beach. You're back home. Uh, on the uh, island of Arista. Uh and you're it's after a very long day uh, or long week even uh, plundering and so on with your crew on Night's Teacher and you finally had a day off to, to lie on, on the beach on the sand you don't normally come to Arista to be fair when you've been uh, away at sea um, but this was a, a fleeting visit for you pun intended uh, and uh, there is a, a bottle of rum pretty much empty next to you uh you're basking in the sunshine it's all very pleasant right up until a very large tentacle comes out of the water and wraps around your leg and pulls you under now you can breathe underwater so this doesn't worry you too much uh but what is disturbing seth is the voice uh you hear speaking to you from the depths it says it's been a while seth I hope you haven't forgotten about me and the deal that we made. No, I remember. Excellent. Then, 
you know what you must do next? What? Do you know what you must do next? No. You will. In time. Just remember that wherever you go and whatever you do, I will be watching. I will be waiting. But if you are to be my champion, you will need to prove yourself. What do you need me to do? Prove your worth, Seth. Prove your worth. And you feel, uh, you feel in that moment as you're under the water, you're, it's like a magical force takes hold of your sword arm. You have no control over it. You reach for your rapier, you pull it out, waving it in the darkness, uh, under, in the depths of the ocean. At whatever there should be out there, you kind of, take a ready stance as if you were sword fighting on land uh, as a swashbuckler and then you see very slowly you still have no control over your arm but the your wrist starts to turn and the sword the rapier the point starts moving inwards and keeps moving and inwards and inwards until it is pointing directly at your chest and as you feel uh, the no, blade, I like me. as you feel the you're, try, you're trying to pull this back. Um, can you make a strength save for me, Seth? Ooh, 17. Plus. Save. Oh, plus one. 18. 18. So, you, and you see the rapier as it's pointing at your chest, you can see the edge of the blade hitting closer and closer to your sternum. As if it's about to, it's about to pierce it when you suddenly fight back. And you're, like, you're using all your might just to keep it in position, and then you hear the voice again. Would you be willing to die for me, Seth? No. Then you are not my champion yet. Willing to kill for you, but not to die, dude. Die you will, Seth. As everything does. All except me. And not willingly. Not yet. <laughs> yet. Not by my hand and not yet. Perhaps I should have picked the dwarf. The dwarf was willing to give his life to save your friend. And then you feel the uh, the tip of the blade start cutting into your skin. It, 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 you're, it's almost as if your leather armor isn't even there. It's just going straight into you. And as you can feel this, uh, the blade touching your skin, it burns like an it's like an icy burn. You can feel as if the yeah, like frostbite, frostburn. Um, and as this pain sensation overwhelms you, you snap awake, sweating profusely, but otherwise unharmed. Uh, as morning comes. Leobrin, however, uh, when you wake up... Hello. You feel incredibly drained. Like, you look at your hands and they not only look paler than yesterday, um, thinner, 
skin and bone. You have, you have uh, overnight you've suffered a point of exhaustion, and you your maximum hit points has gone down by one. Yes. <laughs> Metal. <laughs> Come on, there's a fairly hard time limit on this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been, uh, it's you know, it's in game time. It's been like a couple of days. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like playtime, it's been months. We've got ages, <laughs> ages. <laughs> yeah, we've got all the time in the world. Everything will be fine. <laughs> anyway, um, so as you wake up in the morning uh, and greet the day, everybody. Um, it is. <laughs> there is a storm on the horizon, uh, as you see out of your windows. Very grey, sp- uh, spitting rain already, and it looks like it's only going to get worse. You can see very dark clouds on the horizon. Perhaps this is an omen. For some of you, it seems very apt, given what you dreamt about that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as you guys, uh, one by one, start getting up for your breakfast to prepare yourselves for your day ahead, we're going to cut back over to Brucon. Uh, who in the Erie, similarly, you know, same weather over there. In fact, it's torrential rain where you are. Uh, most of the monks are taking shelter uh, inside their uh, their various um, nests and kind of crenellations in the uh, in the periphery of the Erie uh, to get out of the rain. Uh, but there are a few uh, there are a few in the morning who are um, keen to uh, continue training. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I completely missed because you were given the bowl, and I think you were going to have a. Uh, have yeah, Brickon was going to spend the evening in quiet contemplation, staring into it and pondering its secrets. So, like, Master can Tavis... I smoke something out of this? So, uh, yeah, make an investigation check. Oh, good. Brickon's real good at them. Oh no, I found the blind spot on Brickon. <laughs> I mean, there are a number of blind spots on Brickon. <laughs> But any any check involving uh, a skill in which he has no bonus of any kind is definitely in that slot. Here we go. Come on, Gamblor. That is a 10. So, not great, not terrible. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so with a 10, um, you uh, kind of look at the, the item, uh, the bowl, uh, and uh, eventually you kind of pick up the striker and uh, kind of start, you know, playing with it and hit, hit it and hear a very melodious tone and uh, experiment with it more you uh, then use the strike and rub it around the rim of the bowl and it makes uh, a slightly different sound but again it's quite this um, it's quite a, a melodic but there's also there's something some kind of supernatural almost haunting about the the sounds that's generated from it and you also get a sense of uh, not only calm and stillness within you as you do so, but equally, um, there is a sense of there is a presence of magic in the air, of uh, restorative magic power as you do this. Faint, but it's there. It seems quite interesting. It, it is interesting. Now, Brookon is not a musical chap. I'm trying to think of what the what would be the percussive equivalent of Wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> for him to try and play on this thing. Probably need a couple of different sized ones. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so he, yeah, he's he's just gonna kind of go oh, interesting and just um, yeah, kind of you know try see see if he can uh, put together some uh, 
So the, 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 does the tone change depending on where in the bowl he strikes it? With the, yes, with the uh, because of the shape of it, it's kind of... Uh, so it's got, a port, it's got a pocket-sized steel drum, is basically what you're telling me. But it's got a magic, <laughs> some sort quite, of curious... Uh, but effect. yeah, it's, because of the, uh, the shape of it, it's kind of... Uh, you know, like those uh, wine glasses or goblets that kind of have a very... They, uh, they, start, they kind of come out very wide. Not So they're not, not the widest at the bottom but they come out like very wide and low and then you know taper up um uh yeah like a like a whiskey taster glass where there's a kind of a bulbous bit and then it narrows again is exactly, that exactly the... exactly exactly like that uh, this is called a singing bowl um right what you have and the striker is yeah what you use to, to then uh, generate the sound from it but you know if you hit it with your pound and things like that it'll make a slightly different uh, quality mm. of sound uh, but if you continue, I gather you're continuing to kind of experiment with it as you meditate yeah. and for the evening. So can you roll a D100 for me and add your Ooh. add your monk level to it? So add six to whatever you roll. Yes, I certainly can. So let's, we're going to say purple. I haven't got the officially designated uh, D100 dice, but I do have two D10s. So that purple is purple is tens. Uh, green is uh, the other one. Okay, that is a 31 plus monk level of 6 for 37 total. 30, 37, okay. So you continue to do uh, your... Uh, uh, so whilst uh, can, at intervals, you know, experimenting with the, uh, with the singing bowl, you also uh, do your regular uh, meditations for the evening, um, bring, bring a sense of oneness. There is a, a magical quality about this, and you recognise... Um, that uh, now, uh, if you short, if you use this when short resting, uh, med when meditating short resting, if you were to regain hit points, you'll regain an additional amount of hit points equal to your martial arts die while using this. Ooh. Oh dang! Um, you don't. You recognise there is there is potential for more with this item, mm. um, but. Gosh, you mean I haven't mastered? You mean I my my deeply inexpert fumblings uh, yes. with it have not <laughs> uncovered all of its secrets in one go? Wow! Exactly. Cool. Exactly. That is um, very interesting. I have added the singing bowl to your inventory, so you may check it out on your D and D Beyond, as can anyone else uh, who is uh, watching the live stream. You can check out everyone's uh, uh, D and D in the market for a sheets. musical bowl. So you. Uh, so whilst you will uh, then get a peek into some of the other effects this bowl can do, Brucon yeah, won't but Brucon himself is not aware of them as yet. Um, but yeah, that's a, so it's an interesting item, and you're kind of... Yes, you feel honoured that Master Talon thought of you, but also gave you this gift in the first place. Like, the reverence you felt was not unfounded uh, with this item. Anyway, come the morning, as I said, uh, raining out. Uh, there's a few die-hard fans you know the, the kind of people that will uh, that will come to the go to the gym rain or shine they're there there's a few diehard fans who are just all about john mcclain <laughs> just 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 calling themselves hans gruber i just make i just make my own misery don't i um <laughs> <laughs> all shave their heads and right. are wearing yeah. white vests anyway, there are some yes. particularly dedicated monks particularly dedicated followers of martial arts yes there's one in fact with a a white uh, wife beater who's like oh, come to the area have a few laughs yeah have a few laughs yeah, yeah. <laughs> um um, who are still training, uh, including the instructor you recognise and the very burly um, Kestrel-like uh, Arakokra are yeah. trained. Uh, oh, the one, the, that, that being the one who 
the Kestrel being the one who got up all in Brucon's business the other day. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming Brucon does not feel that he has mastered the Tonfa. Not yet. Well, then he's going to keep on plugging away at it until he does. Oh, yes, I like Bru- it. He's, he's, he's an adventurer, he's a traveller. Bru- this is not the first time Brucon has been called on to operate in suboptimal conditions. And as far as he's concerned, as long as there isn't a giant flesh brolly on his face, everything is looking good. So, uh, yeah, Brucon's going to trot in and, uh, and, and you know, start doing the kata and all that. And this seems, uh, you know, it, it reminds you of your days in the Barkbang Monastery. You know, it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows and you had to learn discipline there. And that discipline is kind of instilled in you now that when you have a task, you're 100% committed to it. Uh, and that's exactly what you demonstrate here. So as you, uh, as you uh, learn through today's lesson, uh, you can, can you make an acrobatics check for me, please? Sixteen. Sixteen. So, in the so the first part of the lesson today is more about um, uh, some more more advanced manoeuvres using the tonfer. So there's a lot of leaping, rolling, and so on, uh, and lots of nimbly flicking around of the of the tonfer. So from the club end to whip it round, so it's round your forearm to protect you, uh, and uh, lots of hijinks like <laughs> those kind of shenanigans. But you perform ably with a sixteen. You are keeping keeping up with your Aracocra chums although there are certain bits you can't take part in like when they start flying for instance you 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 jump as best as you can but you can't get the levita- levitating quality that they have but you perform ably nonetheless uh, in fact um, with your passive perception you do notice um, the dragonborn uh, who are still there uh, have taken some interest in uh, your activities and just as you finish your lessons for the for the morning you in your peripherals spot uh the leader of those dragonborn the one that you the one that you had a conversation with before uh who interesting relationship between the two of you kind of a love-hate relationship uh is start uh, marching over to you and you as you turn to see him you can see the full majesty of his uh, splint armor looks quite ferocious with the amount of spikes and so on that are sticking out from this uh from this bronze armor, and he has a, a large halberd over his shoulder. Yeah, now we've got a name for this guy, but yes. I cannot remember it off the top of my head. I can tell you. I wrote it. I wrote it down. Where is it? Ah, yes, Drez. Drez Lambold of House Lambold. Okay, so and 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 just to. Just to reiterate, he's Brucon has not only clocked him observing, but kind of, you know, it's not a kind of like oh, he's he's you know, it happened to catch him looking in this direction. It's a more overt. I'm standing here watching these people, kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, and now he's actually approaching you. Right. Okay. Uh, Brucon will not overtly react to him approaching and just kind of carry on limbering down. You know, doing the, yeah, gotta get the, uh, make sure, yeah, don't want to pull anything, yeah. Yes, very wise, as a monk given. Uh, and he, uh, he walks up to you before stopping at a respectable distance, and you hear the, uh, the pounding of the, or the single pound, should I say, of the hilt of the halberd 
uh, on the stone floor. Uh, he's standing respectful distance from you, uh, about three meters. And just stares. Brickham continues to not react. And he, he, he seems to be interested, but he's not, um, he's not breaking his silence. He seems to be respecting your, your warming down. Right. Okay. Uh, well, Brucon comes to the end of it, um, straight, uh, sort of, you know, subconsciously reaches for a hip flask and then goes, ah, damn, I haven't got one. Um, uh, and then, you know, takes a, I'm, I'm assuming you'll have a water pouch or, uh, or sorry, yep. water skin or yeah, yeah. T- take a take a, a swig. Do this very ostentatious, ah, and then sort of um, turn around, look at Drez, and sort of look him up, and then I suppose further up because Dragonborn, um, and uh, and then just kind of hold out the hold out the the water skin and go. Uh, would you Would you care for a a, a tipple. I'm afraid it's uh, it, it's not not particularly exciting, but it, it's it is liquid and it is refreshing. <laughs> no, I'm okay. And he pulls out his own water skin and takes a swig from that. How goes your training? Oh well, you know, not not too bad, uh, all things considered. It's a bit odd um, training with a group of people who can fly. That's a new one on me, but uh, interesting, interesting, certainly. And uh, this uh, and Brucon's kind of hefting the tonfer and twiddling it around in a kind of I'm not a complete novice with this anymore yeah. sort of way. You know, it's not kind of like crazy Carter, you know, nonsense, flippity, uh, you know, doodad and all that jazz. But it's you know, it's it's competent. And he's just giving it a kind of an idle sort of twirl and so on. And you go, this is a very interesting uh, weapon here. I've not uh, uh, not come across one uh, like this before. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to, get to getting to know it better. So, yes, thank you. Well, can't complain. Hmm. You fight, uh, you fight bird people. It's uh, it's easy fight, right? Um... I mean, one one on one so far, none of them have uh, have have been up to quite the same level as my old uh, masters back at the uh, at, at uh, the home plantation, as it were. But uh, they're, you know, they're, 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 I, I wouldn't want to dismiss them out of hand. They're uh, they're clearly um, dedicated fighters, and and you know, as you see, they 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 don't shirk on their training unless, well, I suppose quite a lot of them are shirking on their training right now. But they don't all shirk on their training, and that's important. You talk too much. <laughs> oh, this is nothing. You should see me when I've had a skinful. Oh, I'm sure I will. Huh. So, so you fight bird people with no armor, and you think you could fight, huh? Uh, I do all right. Let me uh, tell you what, Dres. Let me uh, let, let's skip ahead a few pages here. Uh, you, not, not that I actually have anything better to do, but uh, you're, you're being very coy, and it's frankly boring. Um, are you inter- <laughs> are you interested in uh, in, a, in a sparring session of some kind? Is that is that what you're uh, is that what you're angling out here? Could you make a persuasion check for me, please? Okay. Because that was I mean that was pretty brazen. So let's see if you piss S- them off. Sixteen again. <laughs> think you are ready to fight a captain of dragon warrior from the dragonborn kingdom 
Then you will know you are a true warrior. I mean, not really what I'm shooting for, but fine. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Let's uh, let's, let's do it. Uh, hang on a minute. But, but before we begin, let me just... Uh, uh, you're, you're thinking uh, this is armed combat we're shooting for here, correct? Well, he, yeah, hefts the halberd into both hands. Yep, full as much. Um, all right, uh, Brukon. Uh, I feel like Brukon would be training without his cookery on him because he's not learning. You know, he's not. It, yeah. It's a bit of a sort of mark of distrust and disrespect. But he's, you know, he's, you know, as we know, he's uh, he's lived a long and interesting life before becoming a monk. So he's no, he's nobody's mug. Um, so he wouldn't have just abandoned it. Uh, so I feel like he would pick it up and strap it to his waist in a kind of, well, I'll, you know, here's a good opportunity to get some sort of live field exercise with the tonfer, as it were. But, um, you know, if if need be, it'd be nice yeah. to be able to go back to the old faithful uh, cookery. So he'll nice. he'll strap that on, but, but you know, very overtly and clearly not draw it and instead, you know, gets in position with the tonfer uh, and, you know, does your classic... Come on, then. Uh, the uh, uh, Drez laughs quite or quite loudly, quite brazenly in your face. He goes, <laughs> don't think I'd go easy on you because you're four feet tall. <laughs> well, nobody has yet. I wasn't expecting it now. Oh. There's no better way to get measure of man or dragonborn than to fight them. I will oh, this is a Goku this. situation. I'm, I'm into it. Let's go. I will enjoy this. And uh, yeah, uh, he squares up, ready to fight you. Now we're going to cut to the everyone else before we before we do the fight. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, uh, so we'll save that for later. But anyway, back to uh, the rest of the party. You've uh, unless there's anything significant you want to achieve at breakfast time, I'm going to say you go down, you have your breakfast. It's all laid out for you. Uh, sustenance for the day. You are also gifted uh, uh, care packages, care bundles by uh, Fenellan. Gives you each. A bundle with uh, three days rations in each. Uh, although Neobrin already has a shit ton of rations, there's some more for I'm, you. I might hand some over um, <laughs> like the stuff that's just piled up. Like, um, I really can't carry. Uh, it just opens the sort of like the cupboard in the house that's just full of cabbages and other like vegetation. Just um, I sort of like tries to push the ones that have rolled out of the cupboard back in. Uh, uh, feel free I'll, to. I'll, I'll take some of those. Okay. How many? How many cabbages do you want? <laughs> whatever she, whatever she was offering. Oh, okay. Oh, she's offering three. Wow. Three, uh, bundles with three days worth of rations in. Really? Leah doesn't want the free food. Just no, no. I, I want the. I'm getting the proper rations. I'm just trading in some oh, yes. uh, unprepared rations. Because I don't feel like we're, cultivate. yes, Give I don't feel back. like we're going to adequately carry uh, this this huge mound of greenery around with us. I'd rather I'll, I'll, I'll give back the nice homemade food, and I'll take your pre-packaged no, MRI. No. <laughs> no, we want the packaged food. I'm. Mm. So Leo is giving back his his. Uh, stuff he got with plant growth so it's all you know farm foods yeah. but obviously uh, well uh adding some of that yeah yeah adding some of those uh dried rations which you've been gifted well, take the care slightly more portable food you know there's dangerous people around so make sure you're uh, keeping yourself safe 
Oh, now, yes. speaking of dangerous people and being safe, uh, Mr. Leobrin, would you come over here, please? Uh, sure. Um, as the dangerous person, me, yes, probably. Uh, Most dangerous man of the deadly ring. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Seth. I, I'll sit down on a chair and I'll pull out mm. another chair directly opposite. There's no table. Yeah. Two chairs. Um, and I tap it. Yes, I... Do you want him okay. tied up? No, 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 no. I'm sure this will be fine. Uh, let's have a look at you, Mr. Leobrin, and I sort of examine his eyes and check under his nails and sort of open his mouth and, like, pull out his tongue. And He looks tired. Yeah, he does look tired. Um, you can make a medicine check if you want to get some more details. Give it a medicine check. Oh, a whopping ten. Um, yeah, as as said, he looks tired, big bags under his eyes, his skin somewhat sunken and, uh, yeah, paler than yesterday. He's not quite nearest level of alabaster white, but he's approaching it. Okay, now, Mr. Leobrin, uh, this ring, uh, which which finger is that on? Show me the, this. The one with the ring on. Oh, uh, mm, such dainty hands. I, my Thank you. My big old eyes could not. And I, uh, I, I'm just looking at the, the. I've got his hand. I'm looking at the ring. Yep. And I'll cast uh, remove curse on the ring. Yes. Yes, you do. And then slide the ring off. So the, uh, uh, so the, the ring finger is the one finger that doesn't uh, that doesn't look as thin and bony as the rest. It's it's swollen still uh, and kind of almost purple at this stage with the ring round it uh, and as you cast remove curse on the uh, on the item you see that um, as you cast it the uh, the metal band starts to expand it's uh, it starts to grow until it gets to the point of the order in that it's it would be big enough to wear as a bangle for you and it drops harmlessly off of your hand um, your finger still looks swollen um, uh, you still look sallow and, and the like, but the the ring has been removed. And oh, it's, I it's take my the curse from it. Take my quarter stuff out from my pack, and I just sort of slide the ring across the floor. And oh, uh, Miss Brina, would you mind if we could uh, assess that, please? Uh, so do we, and I do we save it. it for like big fights when we need it? What's the? Oh, I really don't think you should be putting that on again, Mister Elbrin. I um, this is quite a. Uh, uh, how do you feel? Any odd uh, happenings, Mister Elbrin? Um, I mean, my fingers starting to feel better. Um, I mean, I'm just very tired. Uh, the effects still remain the loss of HP and the uh, and the and the exhaustion level still remain despite the curse being lifted. It's quite a buzz when it's working, though. Well, I, uh, I fear for what might happen to you, uh, given uh, long enough wearing that, Mister Lobrin. Look, I uh, I can't like, tell is you this what, what it do. feels like to be healthy. <laughs> I must taste this joyous fruit again. <laughs> 
feed me. With her usual kind of uh, stance and scrutiny, she kind of squints over at um, Leo Brin, locks eyes with you, and just goes, You look like shit. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I might just. I'm just going to go out in the sunshine. Uh, get a bit of a tan, I think. Would you like anyone to go with you, Leo Grin? Brina, pipe Oh, up. sure. Can you... Do, do you... do you tan? Is that... Is this know. an appropriate question to ask? Oh, I, I mean, I, mean I, can't, I can't go because I'm... Uh, I've got to examine... Uh, Malor asked me to examine the item, but... Uh, uh, maybe one of the others will go um, fleeting, uh, Seth? Uh, I've got one place I need to go into town before we make a move, but uh, we should make a move as quick as possible. So if you're going oh. out, don't be too long, because we need to make a move, because yeah. Greenblade will be meeting us soon. Well, let's make yeah, a move then. I just feel like I should get some sun. Yeah, you guys need to leave before side quests track you down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just need to get her Come on, do... go, 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 <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, I need to stop I'll at one place before we go. I'll go with you, best friend. I want to make the That's most of fine. every opportunity I, I have to be with you before you leave. That's that. Well, let's say we leave in an hour. We meet meet at the entrance of the town when we've got everything and we make a move. Yep. For that, I'm going to collect my stuff and I'm going to make a move cool uh yep and uh fleeting goes in tow although traveling light as he's coming back and the are you going along with seth as well Is that yeah. yeah go for a stroll you guys can go off i'm heading to the armor shop to pick up the plate armor that i bought for fleeting which he yes. can't wear anymore because he's become weaker yes i mean you know he's got that's gold for him he's, he's gonna have to train <laughs> train up bulk up so you can wear that armor <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can sell it today I mean we have no one that can wear medium armor we've got zero people that can wear heavy armor I mean yeah. Mallow can but he just doesn't want to wear the armor of a cult I mean yeah this this this, this party is a tank free zone like when, when your monk is the, zone. <laughs> it is yeah. definitely an armor free zone when your monk is the tank you, you're definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel that is not what they were built for uh, Mallard's got a shield and tough skin yeah, the yeah. clerics are, are ironically tanky but everyone's like oh no wait we probably shouldn't put the cleric at the front just in case Yeah, hey, no, I make it through most fights without ever getting hit I don't know what you guys are saying <laughs> <laughs> the Oberyn is pretty I tanky. just feel like it's only I feel like one day if down. you if if you kept that ring on and went down to like 4 HP, we were just going to put you in place armor and just have you as like a stationary cannon at the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, so you guys are going to head off to the armor shop. Uh, anyone? At, yeah. As for the rest of the party, that obviously leaves Malar and Neris and Brina. Brina's going to obviously going to be doing uh, the ritual for identify on the ring. Malar, was there anything else you wanted to take care of? Um, when she's done identifying it, which will take 10 minutes, I want to run through town and see if I can get 300 gold worth diamond. Okay. So, uh, 10 minutes go by, and uh, Brina um, excitedly reports back to you. 
So, uh, okay, so this ring gives you uh, some, gives you uh, extra uh, vitality uh, temporarily. But uh, I think, I, but you have to, uh, you have to give something in order to get it. It's an, you have to attune to it, but once you, but obviously that's what happened with Leo, uh, and that didn't go very well. And maybe that, maybe the thing that you have to give back, maybe that's the why he was feeling hungry. Maybe he, you have to um, take life from somewhere else to then give it to yourself, like like a vampire. Oh, uh, thank you, Ms. Brina. Um... I, uh, I will hold on to this, and I think it um, best that we don't let Mr. Leobrin get his hands on it again quite soon. Well, um, let's just keep an eye on it. How uh, does that sound? Uh, okay, Malar, I trust you, but um, I don't like that item either. I think we should get rid of it when we can. I uh, I, I wouldn't want to throw it away, Ms. Brina. I mean, what if... Uh, what if a kid found it, you know? I... Mm. Maybe we can destroy it. Maybe Keith will help. I'll have to ask him. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe that's worth asking. Uh, I read a story once where somebody had to travel to a volcano and throw the ring into the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Brina, there are no volcanoes around here. <laughs> oh, well, maybe not above ground. Oh snap! We're not going to get into the definition of what a volcano. Yeah. Uh, Malar will smile and, <laughs> and leave. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, um, diamonds so, if possible. Diamonds if possible. Uh, so you're just looking to buy some diamonds if there are any around. Um, okay. Uh, so Malar can uh, to kind of see if you uh, go into the right place to do this sort of thing can you uh, this will be a I guess it would be a, a, an intelligence check I'm trying to think which investigation make an investigation check please investigation 14 14 okay uh, so from your experience of the market you recognise you know, not many people there dealing diamonds. In fact, you were looking for diamonds before and you heard there was a lot in Rundar. Um, however, um, Council Chambers is the place of significant wealth in Hilburg. Might be worth a pump there. That seems like if anywhere's going to have diamonds, it might be there. Sure. Okay. Heading there. Cool. Post haste. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll stick with Mala for now and then we'll catch up with Seth and the Abram. So, uh, you, uh, when you come to the Council Chambers, uh, large white marble building, very grand and uh, you can see the, uh, the receptionist or concierge or what have you uh, behind the desk as you, as you enter um, it's, the, uh, it's the male human this time rather than the female half elf um, uh, behind the counter uh, hello sir can I help you at all oh yes hi there I'm uh, looking for uh, uh, somebody who may be able to uh, I, I could uh, buy diamonds from Please, miss. And uh, I'm in something of a hurry. Is there someone around here that I can buy diamonds? Um, Please. Hmm. We don't uh, don't normally offer them to the populace, but 
I recognize you uh, helped Councillor Potter before. She, uh, she's in her office. I believe she uh, doesn't have an appointment for the next hour. If you wish to speak with her, you could see if she could sort that. Yeah. Already on my way. Like, as soon as you said as soon that, as just start walking. Potter, you're there. All right. Uh, go past the, uh, uh, the water feature in the waiting area. Uh, and you can see her door is open to her office. I got knock and go in. Ah, Mr. Shade Creek. Uh, so Deacon Shade Creek. Uh, good morning. Um, how can I help you? Good morning. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I, this is an odd request. Uh, I am seeking diamonds. I, 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 I can pay, but I need diamonds. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, given your. Given your position and uh, what we have worked with before, uh, uh, we owe you a debt of gratitude. I would be happy to assist you with this. Um, how much, what sort of worth of diamonds were you looking for? Oh, uh, this much, and I'll put out uh, enough gold to represent 300 gold. 300 gold, okay. Um, okay, I will, uh, I will take care of this. Um, We'll need to retrieve it from the vault. Um, would you mind waiting ten minutes? No, oh, not a problem, miss. I will remain right here. Excellent. And she uh, yeah, heads off uh, to do to do that, uh, to go and get that for you. Or should I say, summon somebody else to go and get it for her. Uh, cool. So as you wait uh, as you wait there, we'll cross over to Seth and Lee Oberyn, uh, and Fleeting Look, of course. Never to forget Fleeting Look. Uh, so you're heading over to... Funnily enough, you're also in the council chambers because you're heading downstairs to the armory uh, because that's the only armory there is in Hilburg. Uh, and you recognise uh, um, the captain of the guards uh, who this time is not playing a tune for her men. Uh, she, in fact, it looks like she's about to uh, head out on patrol as you uh, come down the stairs and she nods, nods, to, you, nods to you both. Uh, so... Can I help you? What are you doing here? Uh, I've come to collect some armor that was being repaired. Oh, um, all right, sure. Uh, Smith's just over there. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you can you can hear the forge before you see it. It's hard at work. The gruff, somewhat gruff Smith looks up to you. All right. I know, just uh, looking to pick up my armor that was oh, being yes. repaired. Yeah, the red plate stuff, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's ready. Perfect. <laughs> Place it on the <laughs> Shoves it on top of the anvil that he's working on. There you go. You've already paid, so, you know, off you go. Fantastic. I don't suppose you guys buy armor here as well, do you? I mean, this is not, we're not really a trading smiths. This is more an outfit for the garrison, so. That's fine. Just thought I'd check before we leave town. I had some mithril breastplate armor that I thought you may have been interested in, but that's no problem. Thank you, man. If you want to sell something, I'll take it to the market. Or, you know, talk to the lieutenant. They seem like shiny things. Do you know where they are? Uh, he's, uh, I think he's on watch at the moment at the main gate. Uh, we'll see if we can talk to him on the way out. Thank you for your time. And thank you for repairing the armour. Think nothing of it. Seriously. Have a good day. 
take the armor. Asha fleeting and Leo out. Fleeting looks looks with admiration at the armor. Uh, actually, if I'm if I'm carrying the armor, I will be over weight capacity, so I'm gonna pass it to Fleeting to carry. Oh yeah, our last bit of friendship as bag boy. Oh, without a, without a word, he'll 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 take it, no problem. Well, should we go get ready to meet the others? Does anyone have anything else to do in town? Uh, mm, no. We got the yeah. pearl last time, and yep. Um, Let's go. I, I uh, fleeting. I, I do need to get one thing uh, from the house. I forgot. Okay, if you want to collect that, and we'll meet you at the gate. Okay, I'll take the armor. Yeah. Uh. Oh, hang on, and then he just gives the armor to Fle- uh, to, to Leobrin. Just, just th- almost throws it onto Leobrin. Oh, uh, how heavy is it? Uh, plate armor is per the PHB. Where do I have it? Where? Uh, it is. Oh, here we go. Plate armor weighs <laughs> sixty-five pounds. Cool. The Oberyn slings that over his shoulder, no problem. The Oberyn is pretty strong, so <laughs> we, of- we often miss this because he's at the back. <laughs> Seth, is this your? Are you going to be wearing this from now on? Very fancy. No, no, no. It was for it was for fleeting, but uh, I'm oh. probably going to end up selling it. it oh. Like plate goes, plate goes for like nearly two thousand gold, and if it's red and apparently red's a very uh, expensive version, so hopefully we can sell it quite a bit. Oh yeah, people people like uh, red. It's very. I mean, you, you get in more accidents with it, but... Um, and you can't tell the blood on it when you kill some people. Yeah, and who wants that? People want to see exactly. the blood, right? Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, sure. Well, let's go to the gate. The, we'll, we'll put the plate armor on the horse when we get there. I don't think it'll fit. Not to where... <laughs> Oh, oh, right. Um, yeah, so I was going to say the helmet is rather small. It's got that really. How much do you f- how Reginald much do you think has a really big armor? head. How much do you think plate armor for a horse costs? Uh, in or out of character question? In character. Oh, I have no idea. I'm, I imagine more expensive because there's more horse. Uh, <laughs> I'll, we'll look into this in the future. I feel like horse you could use an upgrade. I think I think as a as a living creature you don't upgrade them so much as well, I don't know what the word would be. <laughs> anyway, I'll ask I'll ask Reginald next time we speak. You sir have not played Digimon. You upgrade it, <laughs> you just put you just throw more metal on them, throw a weapon on somewhere and they're upgraded. I've got to find the Digimon meme to send you. Uh... But yeah, let's go meet the others. Cool. Uh you guys, uh, as you head um, as you head upstairs, you see Malar dashing towards the uh, Councillor Potter's chambers, which is in the opposite direction of you guys. Um, and just shrug and just let him get on with it because you've got, got to go to the meeting. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, he's probably he's probably just having a quick booty call before we leave. <laughs> you know what Malar's like. Yeah, I mean they had a connection. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you guys start heading towards the gate, Malar. Um, ten minutes passes. Um, next to that water, hey, you go, Malar. Feeling like you might need the loo after hearing the running water for ten minutes solid. Um, but uh, she then arrives. Uh, 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 with the with the diamonds in hand in a uh, small velvet pouch, uh, there you are, three hundred gold pieces worth of diamonds. Shuffle the bag. The pouch is over to her. Oh, uh, thank you, miss, and uh, good day. Turn around, turn around, and leave. And uh, thanks again for uh, for all your help with Hilberg. Uh, good day. And yes, okay, so. Uh, Finally, you guys will start mustering at the main gate. Now, Seth and Leobrin, you're going to be first to arrive uh, there. And Seth's gone. That's awkward. Um, I'm <laughs> here. Oh, you are there. Um, you wanted... Uh, you've got the armour in tow. Um, and you, you're you going to look for a, a scene, the lieutenant, right? Uh, yeah, if we've got time before everyone else shows up, we'll look for him to see if he wants to by the several sets of armor we've collected. All right. Um, he is on. He is on watch at the main gates. Um, you can see him standing over the gatehouse, kind of uh, issuing orders uh, to one uh, to, to the other soldiers. One of them you recognise uh, as um, the dwarf uh, that's new Brucon. Ah, uh, the rumble gut. Yeah, there. the uh, Otto something Rumble Guts. A bit hazy, you can't remember exactly his name, but Otto something Rumble Guts. Uh, <clears throat> and then he uh, finally, after issuing orders, looks down and sees you two there, uh, looking up at him. Ah, the adventurers have returned. Yes, we're just leaving town. Uh, sorry, is this the Otto or the tent? Oh, this is the seam, yeah, the lieutenant. The uh, the tiefling yes. with the, the purple tiefling. Ah, oh, the purple tiefling, yeah. Yes, we're just leaving town. Uh, I was actually just hoping to catch you. Uh, the armory said that you'd be the person to speak to. We had some armor that we were a bit heavy to travel with where we're going, so thought we could uh, sell it before we leave if you were interested. Mm, oh, right. So what have you got here? Uh, we've got some um, very rare red plate armor, as long with uh, equally rare mithril breastplates. Oh, mithril! That sounds. Oh yes, that is. Ah, uh, that is a magical armor. I uh, I like this a lot. I I uh, don't know if you know, but I uh, have an interest in uh, arcane items, so this uh, would be very interesting for me. The uh, the red plate armor, not so much. You see, I'm much more of a nimble fighter, but uh, I could, uh, I guess, I could take it off your hands, maybe sell it on to someone else. How much would uh, would you want for these items? For the breastplates, maybe three, four hundred. For the plate armor, maybe 1,200. Hmm. I'm afraid I do not have uh, that amount of 
money on me. I'm but the second in command of the garrison. Uh, but, uh... I tell you what. Um, how much do you say for just the mithril? Uh, three, four hundred. I tell you what, I will, uh... Yes, I will, uh... I'll give you three hundred for the mithril. How about that? That sounds like a deal. And yeah. Uh, he go, reaches for his coin purse and goes, Ah, eh, I must get uh, a more significant sum. I don't carry 300 gold on me. I'm not some kind of idiot. Bear with me. <coughs> and uh, yeah, heads off to his, uh, back to his house uh, to go and get his, his gold. Um, as you are waiting for him to return, you spot... Um, it will be uh, Brina uh, first of all, and then Neris uh, showing up at the gate. Malar, um, are you heading straight to the gate after uh, going to the council chambers? Okay, so yes. not long after they arrive, uh, one with a very cheery position, uh, disposition and one with a suitably the opposite uh, of a cheery disposition uh, of the two spellcasting peeps, uh, Malar then shows up, ready to travel. Uh, and uh, as you are all gathering, uh, a scene then returns with the gold. Uh, in a in a large in a large um, it look it just looks like a uh, burlap pouch like just something you carry potatoes in and he hands hands over um, the gold to you says want to be a little inconspicuous when handling large sums of course I'll take the gold give him the withdrawal breastplate mm. wonderful. See, seeing as somebody else already has these smoking garments, he looks over to, to Neris with her smoking gown, whereas he's got his uh, his breastplate of smoking. Like, I think I was due an upgrade anyway. Uh, enjoy. Congrats. Thank you, thank you, and uh, good luck on your travels. Thank you, and once you start going, I'm going to distribute the gold to the party and give 50 gold to everyone, Barbara Brugon. Nice. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to check with you at the end uh, with so I can update Neris and uh, Brina's character sheets their gold, but keep that in mind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Currently, yeah, I'm keeping track. So, oh, great. So, just as you guys are uh, mustering together, getting everything ready to go. Uh, in fact, I'm probably getting the horse ready as well. Getting horsey ready. Uh, Neris will uh, retrieve Laos, getting him ready as well, uh, her ready as well, uh, and. Uh, just as the gates open for you guys to leave, you hear, wait, wait, and you can see Fleeting Look rushing across the, uh, across the square towards you, uh, spotting the, the tricorn hat, of course, first, uh, as he runs over and he, uh, screeches to a halt in front of Seth. I had one thing. Yep. And he just gives Seth a big hug. <laughs> I hug him back. Hey. Aww. I'm going to take out my dagger that I've had with me from the start. And I'm going <laughs> to give that to him and say, keep, keep a hold of this until I come back. Keep it safe. Then I have another reason to come back. Okay. <laughs> well, um... You need to keep hold of this, then. And he pulls out 
uh, the dice he hands it to you. Ooh. Wait, he's never used this. But, oh. Thank you. It's lovely. I was saving it for a special occasion. I'll keep it with me. Be safe. You, you too. Bye, fleeting. And push him. And on that was the last I, I... time we ever saw him. <laughs> before, before he gives me another hug. Until the final session when he is revealed as the bee bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the rest of you as well. <laughs> you hear you hear a very faint faint voice on the wind. I like you too, Fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe. I'll look after your house. Our house. In the middle of a... Sorry, I couldn't... <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, and uh, Seth... I can, uh, I think, um, I think Jackman will buy that armor. I could take it if you like. <laughs> I'm genuinely fascinated to know what Jackman's interest in a suit of armor is. <laughs> Question. Oh, who do we lose? I don't actually hear James. Is he? We lost yeah, James. James. He's just popped out of the voice channel. And dropped from the. Uh, He's back. Hey, speak to us, James. Speak for England, Arthur. Can you hear us? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. I lost for a minute. I had to reconnect my headphones. No it's worries. Cool. Um, Fleeting's just said that he could, uh, that Jackman would probably buy the armor if you want him to take it. Ah. Uh. Uh, that's more money that I won't have for a while. I can keep it safe. Uh, but yeah, I tr- uh, I trust you, Fleeting, to get a good price with for this and send it back to us with the rest of the money in future. Okay. No, no less, no less than one thousand, about five hundred gold. No less than five hundred gold. 1,500 gold. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll send a sending to Jackpin, just to clarify. Or me. We'll send it to both of you. My name's in the book. Yeah, no, the open just writes in the book, 1,500 gold. <laughs> oh my god. I'm in the book, and I'm a lance. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss you fleeting. I'm going to pat him on the head. Give him the plate armor and turn away. The Le- Oberin. Yes. What is the collective noun for the uh, people in your book? I. The well, band. not one friends. specifically. I'd call them friends. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was so sweet. That was wow. so sweet. I, I, Leo, um, Leo Brin, you, get, you get inspiration. That was. So sweet. <laughs> it was completely undercut by Fleeting Look being himself. Um, that was lovely. Yeah. How about side by side with a friend? I, I can do that. Um, 
And yeah, with that, <laughs> I he, do sit he side by side with a side. He doesn't turn away. He just continues staring at you guys, looking for you to leave. And as you start moving through the gate, he then waves or holds out a hand to wave, wave to you as you as you depart from Hildug. On your merry way, on your travels once again, heading back toward that. Uh, you guys are heading back towards the Eyrie, which of course is where we're going to pick up with Brucon. Now, uh, first time in the new place, let's try switching over to combat and see if it works. Dilla, 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 dilla. It's a tense moment, everyone. Change the music. Change the music. Change the music. Indeed. Names off. That's annoying. Uh, okay, uh, so you are uh, facing up against your man here, Drez. Roll initiative, please. The Drez Dendols. Hey. Right. Oh, rolling initiative. Oh. I mean. Oh no. Oh yes. What'd you get? Uh, well, all told, that is a five. Is that a natural one? I did not roll well. Uh, indeed, okay. I literally could not have rolled less well. Drez could not have rolled better because I got a natural 20. So he <sighs> well, well, Drez is so definitely going first. He's definitely going first. Uh, and so he advances towards you. You hear the chink of metal uh, uh, of his armour as he advances on you, stopping 10 feet from you, making a big swing with uh, the halberd. Uh, roll to hit. Jack, come on. Uh, 22 to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, as the blow strikes you, you see uh, lightning sp uh, sp spewed from his hand down the shaft of the halberd into the axe, and as it connects, it strikes you as well. You take one point of lightning damage plus uh, six points of slashing damage. Wasn't the best of hits. So you try to almost get out of the way of that one. Okay, Brickon's beard stands out on end. <laughs> his head, his hair can't because it's in, tied up in the man bun top knot thing. But his, yeah, his beard is just the beard. Right. I like to imagine that normally it's kind of wavy, and then suddenly it's just gone like straightened completely. Uh, and yeah, and Brickon kind of goes, "Ooh, blimey!" Uh, looks at him and uh, and goes, "That's a neat trick." Uh, and he uh, he then uh, leans back. Uh, and winds up for a second uh, go, this time sort of in the opposite direction with the halberd. That's a 20 to hit. Yeah, there's also a hit. Also a hit. Uh, all right. And this time three points of lightning damage plus seven uh, slashing damage uh, as it connects with that you, one. Your audio feed went a bit funny there, Jack. I heard three points of lightning damage plus... Uh, seven uh, slashing. Ooh, yeah, I... Okay, I was, there was a brief moment there where my finger slipped and I nearly gave myself 410 points of damage. Let's remove <laughs> wow, that. Wow, that four. is a mighty hit. That, yes, that's, yes that, that would vaporise Brucon if that was <laughs> actually what happened. Turns to dust. Finally, uh, finally, as, the, as that second stroke he follows through, then exposing the, uh, the butt of the, uh, of the halberd, he then he leans in with the butt and uh, tries to hit you with that as well. 
but critically fails with a natural one. Uh, he misses you, aiming too low, hits the ground, and actually uh, he uh, ends up kind of losing balance himself with it, stumbling to one side, and you can make an attack of opportunity against him if you'd like. Uh, I think I would like, yes. Oh, uh, hang on, no, that was, the, that was the dice of betrayal. That was the initiative dice of failure. Let's not use that one. That is definitely how this works. Right. Dice juju. Uh, that's not a great roll. Uh, yeah, 13. No chance. 13 unfortunately misses. But it is yeah. now your turn. Okay, uh, he's... Uh, did you move him back? Uh, you yes, moved so him he, then... moved, he stumbled into your range, then backed right. off, which incurred the opportunity attack. Uh, so he's oh, I see, gotcha. Okay, well, Brukon's going to advance up into his grill. Um, and uh, go for a quick double tap with the... Um, he's going to do the, the, the thing with the Tomfar. So he's holding it with the long uh, piece um, along his up forearm and the short one uh, clenched in, in his fist. And he's going to do that, the, the flick thing, where it kind of like brings it around and then... Uh, and then and then back and forth so that it's, it winds up back in the same, the starting position. Much more stylish uh, so... than football hooligans with their... Uh... With that, that instrument thing that goes, I can't, I can't Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, along those lines. And aiming for broadly the same noise. So, two rolls. Uh, well, one of those is abysmal, uh, but uh, 19? 19 hits. 19 is a hit, cool. Um, do we want to go straight for dickhead mode immediately? No, so Brucon is not going to um, uh, do anything extra to uh, top that up just yet. No, stars, uh, but not just yet. No, no stunning strike yet. Uh, we're going to leave the nuclear James option. It just, it just makes the fight so dull. Um, uh, so just rolling damage for that one hit. So that is eight damage from eight. the Tom Far. Eight damage. And then for Brukon's uh, bonus action, yep. um, he is going to spend a key point to use uh, patient defense, taking the dodge action. So he's, he steps nice. in, does a little. Uh, I feel like the, he connects with the first whip, but then uh, Drez kind of goes, "Oh, don't like that!" Leans back so that the the follow up uh, whistles just in front of his face, uh, and Brucon kind of um, uh, gives him a little cheeky grin, and 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 then goes, "Nice lightning uh, trick you've got there. Uh, show me again," and then starts kind of dancing around, whoop, 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 uh, and then that is his turn. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Drez uh, lowers his uh, halberd for a second, and you see a very toothy grin uh, from the dragonborn below his helm. Uh, he says, Oh, I'll show you all right. And he leans back and spurts uh, lightning from his uh, uh, with his breath attack. Yeah. Uh, you need to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. It's going to be very easy for you uh, to use this. Does dodge doesn't does dodge affect dex saving throws at all? It yes, doesn't, it does. does it? I think yes, I think it does. I think you get advantage. Um, I wait to be aggressive. Aggressive head shaking from James. Hang on, we can we've got a thing for this. Hang about uno memento. Uh, no, it doesn't like that. Let's try this. I'm pretty sure you. There do you go. You make dexterity saving throws with advantage because of the dodge action. Because for for the dodge action, so yeah. I mean, you're going to be good at this anyway, I would hope. But 
I would hope, but you know, I'll take any. Given how the dice rolling has not been super great for me so far this evening, I'll take any advantage I can get. So here we go. Fair enough. Oh God! Oh no! Oh no! What's right, well, well, I rolled a one and I rolled a two, so oh, nine. God. That is a fail, and I rolled. Yeah. And, and we rolled well. You take okay. So he is pissed, and uh, ironically, this works very well. You take nineteen points of lightning damage. Uh, as uh, this lightning courses through you and in fact it goes beyond you like in a straight line well beyond you you are considerably fried by that hit yeah uh, he then acts and surges and uh, goes to uh, goes to uh, engage you in a bit more uh, close combat uh, this time with the, the halberds yeah still with disadvantage because still dodging yep 15 is going to miss with the first. 15 is uh, going to miss. Second one. Natural one. Worse. Uh, in fact, he gets so wound up trying to, to hit you in his rage, although not by varying rage, uh, that uh, he, the halberd slips from his grasp as he tries to hit you with it the second time because you're actually within five feet. It's a bit unwieldy for him at this range and given your uh, dodging capabilities as well, he ends up just kind of throwing it to the ground. Uh, so he... Drops that to the ground, and finally oh pulls out pulls out a dagger, uh, and that's the end of his turn. Right. Okay. Uh, now I've just been doing a little bit of rules hunting of my own, uh, and Brucon's response is uh, to to getting electrocuted is. Um, <clears throat> All right. Well, yes, I did. In fairness to me, I did. Uh, in fairness to you, sorry, I did literally ask for that. Um, nice. Uh, uh, and, and does a little bang bang whacks himself on the side of the head which is uh, in this particular instance the uh, ne- necessary for oh god alright um, yeah uh, Brucon's going to use the new quickened healing feature and he's going to kind of summon up some ah. uh, some reserves of alcoholic um, uh, durability that's two key points for that uh, so then yeah. he rolls uh, a martial arts die, which for him is a d6 at the moment, uh, and then he'll gain this plus six back in hit points. Come on. Okay, well, it's not great, but it's something. Uh, that is a uh, that is an action. Still has a bonus action. He is going to spend another key point to dodge again. Step okay. of the wind once more. All right. Well, Drez is committed now because he because uh, <clears throat> he uh, he was uh, going at you with the halberd and he threw it onto the ground and now he's got the dagger out. So now yep. he's going to uh, so now he's going to uh, <laughs> seeing you dodging again. He's like hold still and he's going to try and grapple you. Okay. So, uh, athletics or well, acrobatics, I guess you'll go for. It's well, it's definitely going to be acrobatics, but I'm doing it with advantage because of the squat nimbleness feat. Yeah. Now I did have advantage the last time I uh, I rolled some kind of saving throw, and it didn't go great for me. So let's hope this goes better. That's much better. That is a natural twenty. Oh, you you beat his nineteen. <laughs> so so the last time I rolled with advantage, I rolled a one and a two. This time I rolled the same thing, except there was a zero on uh, next to them. <laughs> uh, amazing. 
I rolled a 10 and a 20 this time. Beautiful. So, yeah, Brucon Brucon just kind of go, oh, come on now. Oh, come, come now, come. We, 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 our relationship is nowhere near at that level as he just casually uh, sort of limbo, like kind of limbos underneath his, uh, his, his uh, flailing attempt to grapple him. Uh, uh, and he, uh, you see him spin round uh, with a leg low this time to try and trip you as he tries to shove in quotation marks you this time. Uh, yeah, so again, it's another athletics or acrobatics up to you to try and evade this. Uh, okay, uh, we'll go with acrobatics for what I hope are fairly self-explanatory reasons. Yes. Uh, that is 25. Unfortunately, got 26, so with that you are knocked on your ass, uh, tripped over, go prone on the ground. Okay. And he uses the opportunity to uh, pick up his halberd and take a step back with the halberd in hand. Now you can uh, you can make an opportunity attack, but you're prone, which would give you disadvantage if you were to do so. Well, I might as well. You know, uh, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to use a whole lot else. Um, uh, I'm not going to use my reaction for a great deal else right now, so let's give it a go. Who knows? No, 10. No, he easily uh, evades your flailing yeah, arms. Well, that's it. yes. However, so we're back to Brucon's turn now, yes? Yeah. Brucon, so what Brucon's going to do is going to try and kick uh, at him in response. Because you, you kick me, I kick you. Um, and uh, Dres does step out of the way. However, Brucon will continue the motion. Uh, yes. This is the first time I've got to use this ability, yeah, yeah. which makes me very happy. So one of the things that when you're super pissed up as a monk, you gain the... Uh, where is it? Tipsy Sweat? No, not Tipsy Sweat. It's a Drunken it's, Master it's thing, not... isn't it? Um... It is. It's from the Drunken Master thing, yeah. But there's a name for that. I can't find that. Anyway, never mind. I've got an ability that allows me to stand up for using five yeah. feet of movement instead of half. Now, in this case, the difference is nominal, but it's cool. So Brucon cool. will turn. He will turn the missed attempt of at the kick into a sort of head spring, bouncy uppy maneuver, so that um, you know at the at the end of. You know, he goes to attempt to kick him, and at the end of it, he's stood up facing him. It, it, um, is, it is from Tipsy Sway, and it's called Leap to Your Feet. That's the one. Yeah, because Tipsy Sway... Oh, yeah, it is. It is yeah. They, they, they're not consistent in the way they bracket and group these sort of things. No. Which always both. Anyway, um, so then Brucon is going to uh, leap forward and uh, make another couple of attacks. So that is uh, the worst result. There was a twenty-three. Oh, oh well. If the worst was twenty-three, then they both hit. Yes. So uh, we'll roll the damage. Um, seeing as they both, seeing as they both hit, whether any stunning strike stuff that may be about to happen is irrelevant because both attacks hit anyway. Uh, well, no. Uh, oh, never mind. Whatever. There's in theory a chance <laughs> of a crit, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah. So he takes. Oh, that's a good roll. 17 damage uh, off this snicker-snack. Yep. Actually, tell you what, this time he's not going to do the whip thing. Brucon's, uh, Brucon's uh, going a bit more, let's get dangerous with this. So instead he's going to go for... He's going to punch both his thighs, but with the with the pokey end of the tonfa, adding extra leverage to the blow. So he's... Boom, boom, go for dead, a couple of dead legs on him. Ooh, that's quite a plea. And then he's going to spend a key point for a stunning strike. Yep. Probably is a bit uh, Wisdom save? That is a constitution save, Con DC save 14. Qualities, thank you. It's, yeah, it's, it, it always catches people out. 
Oh, that's not a good roll. It's eight on the dice, so 13. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. Well, in that case, Brukun's going to use his last... This may, he may regret this, but I feel like I've got... Um, th- this guy's this guy's going hard, so Brukon's going to finally give him the respect involved in... Yes, I saw that, James. I know, I know. Keep keep your dirty thoughts to yourself. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> Brukon is going to... Brukon is going to uh, afford this guy the respect slash violence that he has earned and spend a key hard. point... Spend a key point, yeah, to go in hard. Uh, spend a key point, his <laughs> final key... one. And... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's going to flurry of blows on this dude. Yeah. Sadly, there's no reason to do the defensive option because the guy's stunned anyway. He can't attack until Brukon makes No, that's a very good, After solid, solid shout. So, first, uh, first uh, unarmed attack uh, with advantage. That is an 18. 18 is, is his armor hit? class. Just hits. Outstanding. And then the second one, uh, by the way, that was two 11s I rolled there. A little martial special. Um, and and then the second uh, bonus attack is no but it is a 24 yep that'll hit so uh, another so more hits uh, that is 12 additional damage combined okay yeah all told Uh, so so Brooklyn goes for the goes for both the thighs gives this guy a pair of dead legs which is going oh god uh, and then um, I feel like the follow-up would just be um, a couple of chops to like yeah. vital nerve points. So just kind of like just get well, yeah. right in there. And then, yeah, because when you when you give him the dead legs, the seven almost seven foot dragonborn like you know collapses down like onto his knees. So you're approximate head height, so you can reach Got his perfect. collarbone and like yeah, go, to put those chops in those uh, particularly uh, sensitive areas. The weak point of his armor, Very and nice. then and do I get another turn? <laughs> yes, because it's his turn, and he's uh, yeah, and he's like, oh, this sucks. I'm not enjoying this at all. Good, yes. excellent. Right, then first attack uh, this round. That's another. Nat- that's a natural twenty. Is yes. what that is. That is a Jake. crit. Jesus. Uh, so uh, double da- one doubled damage, and then another attack. Uh, not a natural twenty, but it is a twenty-one. So this is three weapon dice. I'll tell you what, I'll do the bonus attack now as well. Uh, so, advantage, that is a 24. So, four weapon dice plus uh, 12. Uh, so, that is uh, 24 damage in total. Describe to us how you yes. this boy unconscious. Yeah, that's that's absolutely what's happened. So, Brucom does... I don't know if anyone here has ever seen, ever played, like, um, Tekken. Uh, or if any of the viewers have played Tekken. But Brucon goes full Eddie Gordo on this guy. Just all kinds of capoeira nonsense. There's arms, there's legs, there's an elbow. It's just just a series of graceful, balletic swipes and blows, which culminate in a uh, a backflip uh, kick that, like, with the heel of Brucon, like the the, the butt of Brucon's uh, foot, connects solidly with the underside of Drez's chin, um, and launches him into like a backflip uh, and then Brucon lands perfectly three point landing and then a voice from the like somewhere inside the dome cries out KO oh oh <laughs> and that yeah. is how Brucon beats Drez fair enough I love it uh, and it reverberates around uh, <laughs> uh, 
but you, instead of a KO, you hear uh, the squawking of uh, Aaron Cochrane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bird person equivalent and of KO. The uh, the trainer uh, suddenly intervenes, uh, prizing you. Well, going to pull you away, and then noticing that the dragonborn is just slumped on the floor, not doing a lot. And the other two dragonborn uh, pull out their halberds and start advancing towards you uh, in a defensive pose uh, towards uh, their leader there. Uh, and the Aracocra then descend and seem to be uh, more of the Aracocra in the rain, mind you. Seem to uh, after an epic battle between the two of you. It's you know with the the, the darkness, the rain on the armor. That it's all kinds of the darkness. lightning, the cinema. Yeah, the, the lightning, the cinematography is great in this fight. It is, it, and now we get this torrent of um, of Aracocra swooping finally to Brucon's aid as the uh, the, the, the uh, Dragonborn go to retrieve their leader, and the Aracocra then kind of swarm to defend you uh, it's quite a sight there's a bit of a standoff between them um but eventually they uh, all part uh, part company the dragonborn drag off drez uh, back to their wyverns uh, and the uh, the aracocra sort of stand next to you uh and as you kind of turn to each of them they each bow respectfully towards you Nice. Well, Brucon does a deep, uh, a deep bow um, to them all, and, and gives the the ones that are kind of you know, naturally closest to eye contact, you know, a, a kind of, um, you know, a little cheeky grin, um, and then uh, walks away out of the rain uh, to a sheltered uh, spot, sits down, assumes the lotus pos- uh, has, has a has a, a uh, pulls out his water uh, skin, looks at it like. <sighs> Man, I'd love a drink right now, a proper drink right now. Hey ho, um, glug, glug some water, assumes the lotus position, has a short rest, and heals up. Because, <laughs> ow. Excellent. Uh, would, um, would you like to use the singing bowl when you're meditating? Yes, yes, let's let's take that one, let's take that for a spin. So, uh, yeah. So that'll be 1d8 plus 1d6 uh, if I'm using just the one. Uh, but I think uh, I'm going to use two. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I'm assuming you don't. It's not one extra. It, it you get just one extra martial arts dice for healing, not like every you know each each. Yes, that's right. Each hit well, dice it's, doesn't it's, produce an additional. Yeah, it's yeah, equivalent to Bardic to Song of Rest with the Bard, because yeah, 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 yeah. um, so, it applies to your party members as well. Uh, sure, when sure, sure. Resting sure. With you. Cool. Okay, here we go then. Now. Uh, actually, just one thing I want to very quickly check, and it's a. It's a, actually a really basic rule, but it's what I've suddenly had a crisis of confidence. Um, what um, um, it's it's how ma- how many times you get your constitution modifier, and oh, it's just the one isn't it? with each with each hit die. Um, yeah, that's what yeah that's what I thought, and I suddenly had a kind of like no, that seems busted, but uh, it is indeed how it works. So cool. So this will be this plus eight. No, yes, plus eight. Uh, oh wow! Ma- oh, oh baby! Oh baby! Oh baby! So that is uh, right. Maths here. Hang on. So that would be fourteen. So that's fifteen. Twenty-three. I max damaged the singing. Uh, I max. I, I got maximum value on the the singing bowl dice. So nice. um, I mean, well, anyway, I mean, Brucon. That that I'm pretty sure puts Brucon back up to. Yeah, that'll put Brucon back up to full. So nice. That's pretty good. Did you want to use the uh, the singing bowl 
uh, to do a, a, a ritual with it or not at the moment? Um, or attempt a ritual? No, no. I think I think for now, I think that feels a bit um, indult. You know, that, that, like that, that feels like asking for more than is needed, which feels like a not very monk thing to do. So no, Brucon will content himself with the additional serenity granted by the bowl to make his meditation really, really nice uh, and, and nice. restorative. That's well, that will do it. When you complete your short rest, Brucon, in addition uh, to uh, regaining your hit points, you feel as if your training has cemented in your mind, and you are now proficient with the Tonfa. Yeah, baby! You now gain uh, a plus one to your AC when wielding the Tonfa. Right, excellent. We, we may after this have to have a discussion about what the best way to set that up in D&D Beyond is, but brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, and actually on that, uh, I think that's a good point for us to stop for today as the rest of the group are heading back towards the Eerie. We found out what's happening yeah. in the Eerie. Our next stream uh, will be in two weeks' time. Uh, that's on the 26th of, uh, of April. Unless unless something else happens that we then decide to reschedule, but it, it should it should be on the twenty sixth. Um, currently, we don't have uh, the cage on Monday, as I said, for scheduling reasons. Uh, but we will be back with that as soon as. But there is one thing that I forgot to shamelessly plug at the beginning, which I will be having instead. Which is if you're um, if you haven't already, check out our podcast. You can uh, you can get the slice and dice podcast wherever you get your podcast. We've got a new. Uh, sort of semi-regular series that will be starting up exclusively on podcasts for now um, which is uh, rather than a and um, d campaign as we play here um, it's more of a narrative feel um, so I kind of narrating uh, adventures that I'm having with another group which in fact Araz our guest uh, last time is uh, on that table um, so I, uh, using my uh, voiceover and uh, uh, and editing skills, have uh, put together kind of uh, a narrative story based on some D and D adventures with another group, uh, which is called Baldoa, uh, which is a setting created by uh, DM Lauren, uh, uh, and it's uh, good fun. Uh, and uh, it it follows uh, five individuals who have been called uh, to uh, the town of. Uh, of Shekna looking for a um, uh, looking for an, an oracle, a fortune teller of sorts, um, with each of them wanting a, an answer to a question that burns within them, and we kind of meet the five characters uh, in this first uh, first podcast episode, which will go up next Monday. Um, so that's on the nineteenth, and it's about the uh, the episodes are about ten to fifteen minutes. This first one is twelve minutes, so not a lot of time, but uh, you know, nice little novella type uh, audio story for you um and yeah i hope you enjoy it uh let let us know what you think about it when it goes up because i believe you can comment on it as well or otherwise uh, yeah drop us a message on social media as well at slice and d6 so let us know what you think of the baldoa uh, audio story uh anyway guys thank you so much um for for being back with us today back in back in the saddle back in action uh, and I look forward to the next one in two weeks' time. Uh, until then, everyone, stay safe. Uh, if you're in the UK, enjoy uh, the enjoy safely the uh, rela- the relaxation, the easing of lockdown restrictions that came into force today. Get your hair cut, or go to a shop, go to a pub garden, safely. But yeah, just stay safe, everybody, and have a good week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast. 
You can join in the action with us live on Twitch, Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash sliceandd6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at sliceandd6. Until next time, stay safe.